Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited-time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited-time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hello, America. Happy Saturday. Oh, we've got a great podcast for you today. James Comer, the chief investigator of the House Oversight Committee, the chairman, the man who has Hunter Biden under investigation, the Biden family, knows more about than anyone else. Big, big revelations to me and Amanda in a very important interview we did. We want to adapt that for the podcast. We're going to kick off the show with that today. Then we're going to go to Nick Giordano, a great professor who has done more, I think, to highlight the insanity of cancel culture than anyone else. You're going to learn a lot from Nick today. He is colorful. He's bright. He comes with facts, not spin. You're going to love that. And then we're going to finish up. We had a good conversation yesterday about Russia, Ukraine, China, the world that we're living in. George Beebe, former chief of the CIA Russia analyst desk, someone who's very well respected, well known, has a cerebral approach to all things intelligence, security, foreign policy. He's going to join us from the Quincy Center. That is a great lineup. Comer, Giordano, BB back to back to back here on John Solomon Report. So when you got that good of a show, we're not going to waste any time. Let's get right to it. We'll have a quick commercial break and we'll start off our day with Congressman James Comer, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, right after these messages. Angie's List is now Angie, A-N-G-I, the nation's largest home services marketplace. And they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project is, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. That's what you want, right? I'm uh, thinking about building out my basement in my cabin. I've been perusing Angie, looking for just the right contractor to get it done the way my wife and I want it done. Now, Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and right in your neighborhood. That's important, right? You can do comparative shopping. Get started today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today. The app and the website are free to use. Angie.com or the Angie app. Go check it out today. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. 
But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. He's been investigating the Biden family for a long time. He's the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, and he joins us right now. Congressman, good to have you back on the show. Great to be back. So I want to ask you, there are these very specific reports coming out of both camps, government and uh, the defense camp, that there was a meeting yesterday. They're talking about some charges, but the tax charges seem to only focus on something that occurred in 2018 for the last five years. These earlier emails suggest that this tax evasion may have been going on much longer. Are you satisfied the Justice Department are focused on the right uh, issues? No, I'm not. I haven't been from day one. Look, his tax problems go back uh, to at least 2014. Uh, He owes a lot more in taxes than what I've heard they're uh, wanting to indict him on. And at the end of the day, if you look at all the potential charges and all the potential wrongdoing, that Hunter Biden has done over the past decade. Uh, Tax evasion for one or two years is a drop in the bucket. It wouldn't even be in the top five things that I think the DOJ could charge him with. This is another example of a two-tier system of justice in America. This is another example of a privileged Democrat getting away with things that no average working taxpaying American could get away with. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine how the federal government would treat anyone else if they didn't pay taxes on a half a million dollars. That's unbelievable. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, about another element of this communication, because there was another four hundred thousand dollars discussed that I believe went to his father. Can you detail that to us and and why that matters? Well, it matters because if you're going to look at Hunter Biden and the Biden family, Uh, for tax evasion. And I I include the Biden family because what we've unearthed in Treasury is that it wasn't just the president's son and the president's brother. It was the entire family. They've created this this massive web of LLCs that it appears to me looks like number one was to disguise where the revenue was coming from. And number two, to deceive the IRS so they wouldn't have to pay taxes on the payments they were getting from our adversaries around the world. And, you know, all this money weaving around, uh, they tried to, it looks to me like, 
uh, say it was business income and then they were paying for probably, you know, basic living expenses out of their LLCs to avoid paying taxes. I mean, this is something that that I think the Biden family, including the president, needs to be transparent about. They need to be transparent, not just about where their income came from, but how they set that up and how they pay taxes on it. Because no one I've ever met, and I've been involved in banking, I've seen a lot of tax returns, been been privy to a lot of uh, different businesses and bis- business relationships over the years. I've never seen uh, businesses set up the way that the Biden set up that looked to me like they didn't have any credible business motive other than they were taking money from our adversaries for what I would argue was uh, influence peddling or even worse, being a foreign agent. And then, you know, trying to make various wires into different Biden family members to to avoid paying taxes. So uh, for the DOJ to go in and just cherry pick Hunter Biden and just say for the lesser things on 20s, 15, 2016, you didn't you didn't pay taxes and and not go over the rest, all the LLCs and the rest of the Biden family members is is not going to cut it with Republicans on the oversight committee for the DOJ. So we're watching the DOJ very closely. If they're not going to do it right, they just need to continue to stay out of the way and let us continue to find more information and make it public to the American people. Yeah, follow the money. We'll get the story. There's no doubt about it. So I want to ask and just follow up on Amanda's question. With, through either the witnesses that you've been able to interview or the bank records you've been tracking, I know you're still putting a lot together. Is there any clear payments or money that directly goes to the benefit of Joe Biden that you've been able to feel comfortable and say, we got that. That looks not real to me. Well, the, the reason they've made it so complicated is to try to uh, deceive anyone if they ever had the audacity to look into their, their business dealings. I mean, th- they have all these different wires from LLC to LLC. And what we found when we went into Treasury uh, was there were many more bank accounts, many more LLCs, and many more Bidens that were involved in this influence peddling scheme than we first thought. So we're still trying to track down uh, who the final beneficiary was of all this money. But let's just be realistic here, John. Why would China be sending this family millions and millions of dollars? You know, we believe that, that China was getting a return on their investment, and there was nothing that Hunter Biden could do. There was nothing that his uh, family members could do for China. But there was a lot that Vice President Joe Biden or President Joe Biden could do for China. So this is why we're investigating the Biden family. It's all about investigating and trying to determine whether or not uh, this president of the United States is compromised and whether or not this president of the United States has broken law. So uh, I'll give it to the Bidens. This was this was uh, an effort at organized crime. But because they're Bidens, it's disorganized crime. And we're just trying to to follow the money and determine, you know, who the final beneficiaries were and why did they get this much money from China? So important. Yeah, it seems like a a very tangled web. I I wanted to ask you, though, about a different aspect of this, because oftentimes, I guess if you listen to Democrat rhetoric, the reason for all of these oversight investigations is vengeance. Republicans are back in control and they're just doing this for vengeance. But it seems to me that there 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 is so much credible information that you have been able to glean from all of this. But there has been. It seems to be pressure, obviously pressure from the defense on this this poor computer shop owner. Talk to us about the element of this that 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 kind of goes towards a little bit of a mob mentality, this intimidation of witnesses. 
Yeah, I mean, the the Hunter Biden legal team, uh, they're testing the limits. I'll put it like that with with respect to witness intimidation. I mean, just look in my district. We've got uh, dark money groups that are that are being uh, funded through uh, prominent high ranking Democrat officials in Congress. Uh, also, that the, the communications director for the White House continues to tweet out, retweet and things, trying to intimidate me, uh, you know, with, with for having the audacity to investigate. Uh, we've got witnesses that are scared to death to come forward. They fear for their lives. I mean, you, you've got uh, the banks that have worked with us. They're being squeezed by attorneys, by high ranking officials in the Democrat Party for uh, having the nerve to work with us, uh, to comply with our subpoenas. So, you know, I don't like the way these attorneys have, have behaved. And look, Jamie Raskins, for all practical purposes, is serving as, as an attorney for the Biden family. I mean, he's not providing any oversight. You know, this is the guy that was all about oversight. He was all about investigating and impeaching Donald Trump. But then evidence emerges, thanks to us, about wrongdoing within the Biden family. And he then quickly becomes a, a defense attorney. So, you know, we're having to fight the Democrats on the Oversight Committee. We're having to fight the Biden family attorneys. And you know this, we're having to fight the mainstream media. I mean, they they, they are questioning every motive we have. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you this, John, you'll appreciate this. Prior to the last inf information that we provided the press with respect to finding six more Biden family members that were involved in this, bringing the total to nine Biden family members, that we're receiving some form of, of payment from our adversaries around the world for, for influence peddling. Prior to that, every time I would walk down the halls in, in the Capitol, the press would mob me. They would ask me, they were like, have you found anything about Joe? And they would be smirking, you know, cause they wanted to write a bad, but now we've, they won't even look at me. You know, it's like, <laughs> if they see me, they run out the back door because they don't want to report on what we're finding. They know we're getting more bank records in. They know that we had access to all those bank violations at the Treasury cabinet. So they know that we're onto something. They know there is a there there and they don't want to write about it. They 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 just they're avoiding me, but they can't avoid this much longer. We plan on being very transparent with the media and the American people in the next couple of weeks and update them on all of our findings. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Nick Giordano, one of my favorite thinkers in America on cancel culture, on free speech, on all the things that the culture wars and the civil liberty wars are posing for America at this crossroads moment in our history. We're going to cover that with Nick right after these messages. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit 
is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews. Welcome back once again, everybody. Our next guest has been working in higher education for quite some time and has seen just how the indoctrination of college students has, heard, has served nobody except for, of course, big government. He has a great op-ed published in Fox News, and he joins us now to talk about it. He is Nicholas Giordano, Campus Reforms Higher Education Fellow and the host of the PAS Report podcast. Nick, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me on. I want to ask you about your Fox Ed because John hears me say this all the time. He probably gets sick of me talking about the fact that I think one of the biggest mistakes we made in America was allowing the government any hand in our children's education. Obviously, that mostly pertains to grade school. But with respect to higher education, the grants that are given out by the federal government, that was the focus of your piece or one of the focuses of your piece. Talk about that. That that seedy, uh, destructive relationship between government bureaucrats and higher education. Yeah, well, it's interesting because Eisenhower warned about this about, you know, 70 years, almost 70 years ago, where he warned that grant funding is going to be used as a vehicle to basically merge, blur the lines between government and higher education because of the increasing cost of research. The government could issue grants, pay for the research and higher education institutions can do the government's bidding. So now we are seeing this. We've seen it in action for some time. And in the piece, I explained how the University of Wisconsin just got a five million dollar grant to develop a program that's going to track misinformation and, quote, strategically correct that misinformation. Now, what's so frightening about this program is that they want to get it into newsrooms throughout the country. So it's going to monitor social media be put in the newsrooms so that the media, the government, higher education could all coordinate the messaging and the narratives. When we look at misinformation, government's been the largest purveyors of misinformation throughout history. Particularly, we just saw, found out, you know, the 51 intelligence agents that said that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. Now we know it was pushed by Secretary of State Tony Blinken at the time, a campaign advisor. And it really amazes me. Now, in the grant application, it actually talks about 
COVID-19 and correcting misinformation as it pertains to COVID-19 and vaccinations. Meanwhile, the people that were right were the ones that were being censored online. It is remarkable. Uh, the truth is delayed just long enough to have a political impact, and then it comes out. It happened with Russia collusion. It happened with the Hunter Biden laptop. It's happened with a lot of other things. I want to keep digging into this article. I, I love this article because I, when I talk to members of Congress, they sometimes seem to be unaware of the billions of dollars they approve every year for NIH <laughs> to put out, out all these woke studies, which then in, uh, in bring woke students into or bring students into uh, contact with woke professors and the indoctrination occurs with federal dollars. Uh, we've I, I went through recently like there, there's studies like things like why do gay people have a different diet than straight people and I'm not really sure there's any value to that. But you know millions of dollars of tax dollars go to this every time. The 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 pipeline of money from the federal government and the the turning of students' minds is so large and significant. Do you think members of Congress have a good understanding of it? And do they realize if they shut it off, they could have a profound effect? Well, that's the thing. They're the ones with the power to actually stop this nonsense. I mean, you had the University of Kentucky, I think it was over a five-year period, getting $800,000 to study how cocaine enhances the sex drive of Japanese quail. I mean, this is not what American taxpayer dollars should go to, and American taxpayer dollars shouldn't be going to build out a censorship model that's essentially going to be used against them to take away their freedom of speech. And at campus reform, we highlight the importance of freedom of speech because it is the lifeblood of the system. Without it, our system will crumble. So I think it is important that members of Congress begin to look at all this money that's being spent and how this is nothing more than a backdoor attempt to resurrect the disinformation governance board that was supposed to be disbanded a year ago. Great point. Yeah, Nicholas, I want to, I mean, the money's going to come from somewhere though. I want to, I want to ask you a question. I want to play devil's advocate for a moment because I remember 10 years ago or so, uh, I remember reading a piece about how 70-something universities across our country were receiving millions in dollars from, from the Saudis. Of course, you still have about 40-something active Confucius Institutes across America. Some of them are in the process of closing, but they're still open right now. If they don't get the funding from our own federal government, isn't there a concern that they'll be getting funding from outside our shores? Well, they're already getting funding to the tune of millions upon millions of dollars from from countries like Saudi Arabia, as you just mentioned, but also from China. And uh, there's another piece with Campus Reform that I wrote explaining how China has basically infiltrated colleges, campuses throughout the entire country. And you would think that the government would actually be more concerned about that than they would about censoring Americans. The reality is that that foreign influence on our college campuses has been growing and the university systems have become addicted to this funding. Not only does China spend that money to get their foreign students here to get the American education, we know that intelligence agents are on college campuses, but we also know about influence campaigns to basically portray China in a positive light on college campuses. Yeah. The uh, Penn Biden Center, UPenn, has received millions of dollars when the Penn Biden Center was operational. Why were they giving that type of money? So the foreign money is already coming in, and this is another area where Congress could actually move quickly. The Department of Ed Education already flagged something like $8 billion that the universities haven't reported from foreign donations. It is something that should be investigated further, and Congress should be looking to pass laws that when it's a foreign adversary, perhaps colleges shouldn't be allowed to take that money. Man, mm -hmm. Really important.
important concept. I want to turn to the campaign a little bit because Joe Biden, well, he announced his re-election today. I mean, he didn't really announce. He didn't go out and meet any people, didn't shake any hands, didn't kiss any babies, didn't engage all America. We put a video out. It was kind of the red wall speech without the red wall. Uh, but I want to ask about this. There are two differences to this election that Joe Biden doesn't have the advantage on. There's no COVID right now, so he can't hide in the basement with a COVID crisis. And the Hunter Biden laptop is now very, very real. Talk a little bit about how those two things off the table could affect his electoral chances this time, not to mention his approval rating. Well, let's not forget, there was an announcement that there would be an announcement today that he would be <laughs> announcing he was running for president. And I actually brought this up to my students. I explained that Hunter Biden, has, uh, Joe Biden has announced he's running for president. And I was actually met with groans. I was surprised that many students reacted that way. <laughs> but, but it is something that's really profound. You're right. He doesn't have the luxury of COVID to hide in the basement to actually go out. He, he's going to have to campaign. But... This and this is partly speculation on my part. Think about the charges that were just brought against the former president a few weeks ago. Yeah, we still have the Georgia investigation and we still have the two federal investigations. So Great he point. may right. be able to hide out if he's charged under those premises. Hey, folks, don't go anywhere. We've got one more good one coming. George Beebe, former chief of the CIA's Russia desk. Lot to say about Ukraine, Russia, China, all of the weakening of American resolve, American prestige, American power, soft and hard on the global stage under Joe Biden. George Beebe's going to lay it bare right after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tn. 
usa.com slash just news. He's the director of grand strategy at the Quincy Institute for Responsible Statecraft, former CIA analyst, one of the best in the business, George Beebe. George, great to have you on the show. Thanks, John. So I want to just start a little just quick reaction. Uh, Taliban trying to gain some world uh, respect, perhaps knocks off the guy that did the Afghan bombing in August 2021. Quick reaction to that. Well, I think uh, the Taliban doesn't regard ISIS as a friend. So this is a, a situation where they've targeted an organization that both the United States and the Taliban find problematic. It's one of the few areas where I think we have uh, a common interest there. Well, and yesterday we, we had Victoria Coates on the show and she talked about the the optics of this are not great, obviously, our relationship with the Taliban, but oftentimes the enemy of our enemy is our friend. Is that the case here? Yeah, I think it's as simple as that. We uh, we both see ISIS as an, an organization that poses a threat uh, to our respective uh, national interests. Yeah. I want to switch to Sudan, a daring rescue Saturday night into Sunday morning. Military gets our embassy staff out of um, there and into Djibouti, a place safe where it's a little bit safer. But a lot of Americans still left behind. I think the current number is about 16,000. A little bit of uh, harboring back to the Afghanistan withdrawal. Tell us what went on here and uh, how do we get those 16,000 Americans out with all of the chaos currently on the ground in Sudan? You know, this is a little bit of an unusual situation in that uh, evacuations of American nationals by the U.S. government, by the U.S. military, have have historically been fairly common. Right. Uh, done a lot of these sorts of things. Uh, the fact that we're not doing it in Su Sudan, that uh, the uh, the U.S. government evacuated our embassy personnel, but has essentially told American nationals in Sudan that uh, you know, they can provide uh, guidance on how to get out and advice, but we're not actually going to evacuate them with, with U.S. government uh, resources. That's a departure from the norm. Uh, and I suspect that it has a lot to do with what happened in Afghanistan. Uh, that bungled uh, evacuation effort uh, is something that I don't think the Biden administration wants to see repeated. Um, and is quite concerned that there might be that kind of an optic uh, in Sudan. And so rather than risk that, I think they're saying to U.S. nationals, uh, you know, you're on your own to find a way out. Hmm. Wow. Well, and I, I, I don't know what the running ticker is for presidents who have had the most evacuations of embassies under their watch, but I'm pretty sure that four uh, says something. However, if you ask National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, about the evacuation of this latest one in Sudan. He had an interesting reaction. Check this out. Um, in Sudan, uh, diplomatic personnel from allies and partners around the world are being evacuated. Um, and of course, the United States has evacuated its personnel. Uh, this happens from time to time. And if you look back over the course of months and years, you see military assisted departures from embassies. You see, in some cases, non-combatant evacuation operations. I mean, look, this is a civil war that has been percolating for a while. It perhaps was not totally unexpected. But judging by what he said, it seems like this is something that this administration is taking a little bit too lightly for my interest anyway. Well, I think it was clearly the right call to evacuate our embassy personnel. They're, they're clearly in grave danger. The controversy is not so much over that as to whether that evacuation should have extended to uh, 
Americans not connected to the U.S. government, but nonetheless uh, inside Sudan and and quite uh, vulnerable to the violence, which uh, looks like it's going to get very, very serious in Sudan very, very soon. Yeah, and that's a scary message for anyone in another country that might not be able to count on their government to get them out in harm's way in the future. Mm. George, I want to ask about another element. The rise of biological, sensitive biological labs around the world is really something scary. We had former CDC director on here about a couple weeks ago. He said this may be one of the gravest dangers today. Who? The World Health Organization saying a high risk biological hazard underway in Sudan because one of the risky labs there is now under the control of some form of the rebels. Tell us about this short term and then long term, the idea that there's so many biological weapons that could be obtained by a bad actor. Well, I think in general, this is a case of uh, people with very good intentions, you know, wanting to combat the spread of contagious disease throughout the world and to put facilities in place that enable us to minimize the risks of, of uh, pandemics, epidemics uh, spreading as a result of these contagious diseases. And the fact that the laboratories that are designed to prevent that sort of thing, to create the vaccines that will allow uh, governments to deal effectively with, with these diseases, themselves can be targets of terrorists and uh, subject to uh, uh, abuses, uh, lack security and things like that. So the, the challenge here is how do you combat con contagious disease effectively, but also minimize the risks that these uh, laboratories uh, can be abused in some way. And, and what's happened in Sudan is uh, at least one of the, uh, the combatants in this burgeoning civil war has taken over one of these laboratories and essentially is holding it hostage in some way as leverage uh, in this civil war. So it's quite a dangerous situation. Yeah, that it is. That it is. George, I want to squeeze in one more story before we go. Yesterday, Paul Whelan's sister Elizabeth, she spoke on her brother's behalf before a UN Security Council meeting. And one of the things that she said really struck me because she talked about the Russian playbook with respect to the charge of espionage, the same charge against uh, the Wall Street Journal reporter. And she spoke about this laziness in their playbook. How should we be holding them accountable? Well, this is a very difficult situation. Right now, the Russian government considers itself in the equivalent of a state of war with the United States. Uh, they believe that the United States is deeply involved in helping the Ukrainians prosecute this war. We're arming them, we're training them, we're advising them on targeting. Uh, and so uh, any uh, effort by journalists, American journalists, to collect information useful to the war is something that the Russians simply are not going to permit. And I think uh, what we're seeing is journalists getting caught in this crossfire, so to speak. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Report. So grateful you can join. Thanks for a wonderful conversation. A big thank you to Congressman James Comer, Chairman of House Oversight. Of course, Nick Giordano and George BB3. Really great guests. I learned a lot today. I hope you did, too. Tomorrow, we've got an all-star lineup. Several members of Congress, including the Chairman of the House Administration Committee, Brian Stile. By the way, he's leading one of the most important conversations you haven't heard about in Washington election reform legislation to increase Americans' confidence in elections, get rid of all the things that give us pepsit, heartburn, doubt, distrust. 
He's on the front lines of that Congressman Brian Stile of Wisconsin, Chairman, House Administration, on Sunday. In the Sunday brunch, he'll lead our podcast tomorrow. All right, that wraps it up. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you tomorrow for our Sunday brunch edition. God bless you and good night. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.